Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. Well, we're going to, um, I've got three Sundays left, and actually I'm going to attempt to make it through um, in Matthew chapter 6, 9, and 13. You can turn there while I open here. But uh, we're going to attempt to make it through um, the Lord's Prayer. And just so you know, when we're going through this, this is a model of prayer, all right? When Jesus told the disciples this, I don't think he was thinking that all throughout the rest of eternity we would be our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. This is a model of prayer. And I think no better person to learn prayer from than Jesus. Jesus spent his whole life on earth hearing from the Father. And we've talked about that, that that prayer is communion with God, it's fellowship with God. That, um, you know, we've gotta stop thinking of prayer as a ritual, something, you know, when I'm in trouble, then I run to the Lord and I pray and I beg, but we actually live in a constant lifestyle and we operate in a place of prayer. You know, the scripture says to, um, in all circumstances, in all ways, right, pray. Well, how do you do that? Because if we look at it as um, kind of the religious sense of what that is, how does anybody spend all day in every circumstance in their prayer closet in that way? No, we're constantly talking and communing and praying and and speaking to the Lord. And he's constantly, if we're listening, he will direct us on everything we need. He will show us which way to go. He will speak to us. He will direct us. We were promised the Holy Spirit for what reasons? To be our advocate, to be our lead, our guide, our, our, all of these things, right? He, we have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us to be able to walk through life and walk with the Spirit of God. Man, right there. It's a part of us. It's our new nature. He's in our new nature, our born-again human spirit. And so that's why it's important that as believers, and especially in this day and age, I mean, it has always been especially, but I'm just, we're here now, right? But we need to be hearing from the Spirit of God, right? We need to be really listening for the Spirit of God speaking to us and leading us and guiding us. And I'm talking about even in what direction you drive, what job you take, what person you marry, everything he gets to be a part of. How I raise my kids, wisdom, direction. Um, what, you know, when my kid comes to me with an issue, what do I say to them? Well, it better be wisdom from the Lord because that's what's going to help them, right? I mean, we have natural wisdom and things like that. Like, yeah, you should brush your teeth, you know. I don't think you need a leading from the Lord on that. I think you should just do that. <laughs> But I'm talking about God has answers and he has direction for everything that we face. Why not acknowledge him and seek him about things and allow him to help us in life with everything? Why not? Man, I think we'd hit the mark more, right? We probably wouldn't get in arguments and resentment if we just listened to the Holy Ghost right? When he says, walk away, (laughs) shut your mouth, (laughs) 
<laughs> we listen because he'll tell us to do those things, right? Amen? So anyways, we're going to look at Matthew chapter 6, and we're, I'm going to read the whole thing, but we're just only going to look at one verse of this today, but this is Matthew chapter 6, six verse 9. In this manner, therefore, pray. Remember, this is a model. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be that your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So the first part that we're going to look at is actually verse 9, where it says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. First of all, Jesus is telling us he's our Father. He's our Father. And we're going to look at that word a little. I know it's Mother's Day, but I'm going to be talking about Father this morning. But I... Um, I don't think, you know, we kind of put our natural idea on words, maybe our experience on different words or names, right? But we need to look to the word of God and see what that actually means when Jesus says he's our father. He's our father. And so um, we're given this model of prayer. The, the disciples asked Jesus to pray or how to pray, teach us how to pray and our Father who art in heaven. So it takes, I love this, it takes more than a dictionary to define the meaning of any word. To the definition of the dictionary, there must be added the interpretation of experience, and there is no truer word than the word Father. So that being said, I want you to actually get away from your natural experience of a father at, for the moment, okay? Because just because maybe you experienced a natural form of a father that wasn't correct doesn't mean, it doesn't take away from the meaning, the true meaning of the word father, as, as it's stated here in the word. So don't think that, okay? We cannot hold God to our experiences here. God is held on his own. He is who he is. He's the almighty God. He's the faithful one. He is the healer, whether somebody experienced something different or not. Do you understand what I'm saying? We don't decide who God is and who his, what his character is by somebody else's experience, not even your own in that sense. It has to, unless that experience lines up with the word of God, then that's who God is. Amen. And we have that. You know, I think sometimes people have a hard time looking at God as father because maybe they didn't have a good father growing up, and so that's hard for them to do. I had a good dad growing up. But even in how he, he's a godly man, loved the Lord, raised us, um, you know, in, in the Lord, in honoring the Lord, he still was a natural father. He wasn't perfect, you know? Um, he was a natural father, but so I want you to make sure that you're not just thinking of father as we're talking about this position that we've been given in line with your natural experience of a father. And, and we're going to help you with that by telling you what a father is. So we must look at the truest sense of the word, 
the perfect sense of the word to understand the depth of him as our father. So the vine writes that um, the, the Greek word for father is, in this particular verse, is patir. And I know I'm saying that right because I read the little, you know how you, pronunciation. I remember that from school. Yes, it's come in handy many times. Patir is from a root signifying a nourisher, a protector, upholder. So when you think of Father God, you think of a nourisher, a protector, he's, he's the upholder. Patir, Father, listen to this, one who imparts life and is committed to it. One who imparts life and is committed to it. The founder of a family. Whoo, man. We're in a good family. And our founder, Father God. Bringing into being to pass or to pass on the potential for likeness. Who he passes on the potential likeness of the Father. We are made in his likeness. We are made in his, we look like our Father. In the Spirit, you perfectly look like your Father. Now, the key is we live out of the Spirit. Everybody understand this, was, this is such a powerful truth that you can. I think every believer should know, and I think when you first come to the Lord, it's important to know this, but that you are a spirit, right? You possess a soul, which is mind, will, and emotions, and you live in a body. That understanding and that, that understanding of that truth right there will help you to live out of your new nature. You don't have to listen to your own mind, will, and emotions. Actually, you're supposed to line those up with the word of God. And thank goodness we don't let our body control us because I'd still be in bed. Just me? It was rainy today. I was sleeping good. No, we're ruled by our spirit and our spirit houses God's spirit. The Holy Spirit lives on the inside of us. And when we learn to operate from that place, you're going to enjoy being a Christian on another level. Learning to operate that. Even though sometimes operate most of the time, all the time, operating from that place is hard on your flesh. Hard on your little feelings, my little feelings. It is the place of victory, is living from the spirit within. All right? So, he's, uh, so he is El Shaddai, God Almighty. He is Father God in the most perfect sense with no imperfect in him at all. He is 
father. So he's the perfect nourisher. He is the perfect protector. He is the perfect upholder. He is the one who imparts perfect life into you. We are so alive in the spirit. Whoo, hallelujah. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead now lives in us. And that scripture right there shows us that when we live from that place, it affects and makes alive our mortal bodies. Hallelujah. Listen, that is not just, oh, that's a cute Bible verse. That is truth right there. And if we can grab onto that word right there and just hang on to that, man, we walk through our days. Who the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. That forgiving spirit that Jesus had toward the people to, to endure what he did lives in me. The one that went and stripped the enemy of any power over him lives in me and makes me alive. Man, we got it so good. So a man can be a father to a child in the paternity sense of the term and never set eyes on that child, all right? But the word father can be used in the sense of fatherhood, which I believe is what it's really talking about here. In that sense, it describes a relationship of love and intimacy and confidence and trust between the father and the child, and this is possible through Jesus Christ, amen? When Jesus taught the disciples to pray, our Father, he was speaking from a rich heritage. Jesus probably knew what he was talking about. But what I love about that is Jesus is, he knows, listen, whoo, it's gonna get real good for you guys because you're gonna be brought in as sons and daughters of the Most High. Because of Jesus, we can actually go before his throne as a son and a daughter without any shame at all and go before his throne and seek his help in time of need. Even when we make mistakes, we can go there with full confidence that he is a perfect father and no perfect father comes or, or gives a beating to a child when they come for help or when they've made a mistake. Now he comes with correction and direction and all of those things, but he never comes with the hammer to push you down and to hold you down. He always, you always get the father that nourishes, that builds up to lifts, lifts you up, speaks, shows you who you are, what family you're from, and who you have on the inside of you. So when Jesus said, pray like this, our father, man, he was showing that we have a position a position, and just like the prodigal son, a position that even when you make a mistake, he will still come on in, come back, come back. Our father, the perfect father, the perfect father. Jesus referred to God as his father over 150 times. And he spoke to God as being our father 30 times. This term was only mentioned of God 12 times in the Old Testament. Jesus brought us in to a position with a father. 
with a father. Jesus brought us into that position. This title has become so common in the church today that many times we don't perceive its real significance. We just kind of throw it around. Oh yeah, Father God. Now I know in, and I'm not going to get into this because some people may like this, but it's just, I don't, you know, we're not going to go there. You'll have to wonder. <laughs> All right, but the title has lost its real significance. The revelation that we are instructed to call God our Father reveals the kind, gentle, and loving nature of God. He told us we could call him that. He's the one who said, all right, you call me Father because that's what I am. And when God, when there's a Father that's so perfect, never made a mistake, you can trust him. You can go to him. Um, like I said before, I had a good father growing up, but one of the things that I remember about my dad is um, that, man, I just, man, this blessed me. I mean, he would, when, when I had to have a spanking, okay, there weren't very many, but I had a few in my day. The joke is in my family is that I watched my sister get spanked, and so I didn't do that thing. I was a genius. That's smart. But my dad would, when, when we had to have a spanking, you should spank your kids. That's just a little side note, okay? When we, when we had, a, had to have a spanking, he would, he would call me in there, into the bathroom. Oh, the bathroom is never a good place. <laughs> he would call me into the bathroom and he'd set me on his lap and he'd say, here's what you did that was wrong. And this is why you're getting a discipline. And he'd turn me over. I'd brace myself. <laughs> you guys all know. And he'd spank me. And I'd cry, mostly because I, I don't even think he barely had to touch me. I think I just was like, oh my gosh. I did something wrong. I just was kind of that way. That wasn't, uh, Taylor's that way. I just have to give her the look and she's like, I, oh. it's just like me, I'm sorry. Anyways, and then he'd set me back up on his lap and he'd say, He'd say, now I love you. I love you. He was a good example of that, just the way that God would, you know, there was a, there was a, there was a discipline that came, and, but, but the love was there. And so for me, it's easy for me to see that. But I believe that, so the spirit that God placed in us is the spirit, and we'll look at it here in the scripture, is the one that cries out, Abba, Father. It's the spirit that he know, we know, we know we're a child. It's in us, it's engraved into us now. We're a child. 
So you have to, if you have a hard time with that, you need to renew your mind to what a father is, what father, who Father God is in your life. And you do that by the word of God. So I don't have time to spend a lot of time on that, but do that. Don't ever, don't ever compare Father God to your natural father. Father God is perfect. He's perfect in the truest sense. So we know he's our nourisher, our protector. He's our life, imparts life. He's committed to us. He is committed. He is, he will never leave you. He will never walk away. He will never do it. If he does, he's a liar. Because he said he does, he'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. So we have this revelation that we are instructed to call God our Father. Jesus tells us that here, reveals the kind and gentle, loving nature of God. So Paul amplified on this by using the term Abba Father. So we're going to turn to Romans 8, 15. Wrong way. And I'm going to read these real quick. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Galatians 4, 6. Galatians 4, 6. And because you really are his sons, and daughters, God has sent the Holy Spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. That verse right there shows you. Jesus said, because of what Jesus did, you're in the family. And he's your father, just as he was my father, he's your father. Just as much as he was my father, he's your father. So Abba Father was an affectionate term that young children would use for their fathers. In 1 John 3, 1, and you don't have to turn there, it says, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God, sons and daughters of God. Fatherhood and the meaning of it meant to the Jews that he was near. It assured them of his, the mercy of God, and it involved also the obedience of God. Because part of that relationship, a big part of that is, is he's our father and our heart and our, um, the re proper response to a good father is obedience. That is the proper relationship there. A father gives you guidance, he gives you direction, but there's that expectation that obedience is there. And so that's a big part of it. I often, you know, we don't like to look at it this way, but when my kids are disobedient, they get disciplined and um, we don't like to look at it this way, but we think sometimes as Christians, because we're adults, that he can be our father, which he is, that never will change, but we can act any way we want when we're sitting there disobeying our father. We think, and this is where I think, I believe, this is my personal opinion, where the grace message has got a little unbalanced, 
is that, yeah, we owe daddy, papa, God, uh, you know, this, this kind of like loose. Yeah, he's my daddy. Oh, I just love to just curl up in his arms. But then when I'm doing my own thing, I just like to do my own thing. And there's no reverence for the Lord. There's no reverence for him as father. And that's where it's been a little bit of a disservice is that we think through grace that we can actually live however we want and then also live in the benefits of being in the family. Now, thank the Lord the benefit of going to heaven when we die, but do you know there's a whole lot more we should be walking in on this earth right now? And part of that is, is living in that relationship with a father where, yes, he is my father and there's we humble ourselves before him, but he can bring correction to me because he's the father. He knows it better than I do. And we can come to him, but our heart and our response back to him in that, in that, in that relationship is a heart of obedience and response to the father. That pleases him. Did you know that? It sure does. God can be pleased. If God can be pleased, faith pleases God. It's impossible to please him without faith. If he can be pleased, then he can be displeased. Doesn't mean he doesn't love you anymore. It means he can be displeased. So obedience is a big part of that relationship. Even Jesus prayed in Mark 14, 36, he prayed in the garden, Abba, Father. So what I like about this is the Our Father, and then it puts it together. If you go back to um, our main text here, which is Matthew. If you go back to that, and it says, Our Father, who art in heaven. There we are. Hallowed be thy name. That our Father settles your relationship, all right? It settles it right there. But it also carries the idea in there, hallowed be thy name. That means greatly revered, glorified, and honored, adoring him above anything or anyone. It means to respect greatly. So Jesus is teaching his disciples that here is how you pray. I want you to understand where you're at in relationship to the Father, all right? You are in this position as a child of God. But when you are in that position, I want you to remember that he is to be reverenced and honored greatly. It goes together. One thing in our, in our home and... Um, we've purposed to do this. We haven't done it. I have not done it perfectly, but I purpose to do this, that I don't ever disrespect him in front of my kids. We keep that for the bedroom. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> for the closed door. No, I don't show my kids any dishonor to him and I don't allow them to have it toward him. I nip it in the butt. They will not hear me say, oh, dad doesn't want you to do that, but I'm going to let you do this. They will not hear me say that. That is disrespectful to the head of the home. 
They won't hear me do that. We've been very aware of respecting one another in front of our kids and honoring one another. God deserves reverence. He is to be honored. And we are graced by him to live for him in that way, not to live however way we want and to be disrespectful. We are to reverence God. And we in this church are going to reverence God. That is why we say, when the word of God is being preached, sit up, listen. It's not just the person back here. God is speaking. We reverence him. We honor one another and that shows that we honor God. It's a big deal. God will look at how you're honoring your brother and sister and he takes that personally. He absolutely does. There's scripture on that. I don't know exactly where it's at. You can go find it. But he's to be reverenced greatly. He's be to, to be respected with our lips, our conversation, in our thoughts, in our lives, in our families, in our business, whatever we put our hand to. He is to be reverenced and he is to be honored. But he also is Father God. So you have this, oh my goodness, this position that Jesus has given us to go to the Father without shame or condemnation and go to him and talk to him. But we better be in reverence and honor toward him. Lord, what are you saying? And our action back to him is we're quick to obey. We're quick to hear and obey what he's saying. And this is what prayer, and we're gonna pray. Yay, we have almost 15 minutes <laughs> to pray. Hallelujah. When we go to prayer, um, actually, John Bevere, I'm, I'm reading um, his book, The Awe of God. And in one of those, he, he just, he started, uh, he said by accident, he started going into prayer with this, um, Father, I honor you. I honor you, Father. I respect you. He started going to prayer and he goes, he would immediately be in the presence of God and God would begin to speak to him. He'd begin to speak to him. See, without the position of us being able to say, be, say our father, we wouldn't be able to have that intimacy with him because that's a whole nother level. He's saying, all right, I've made it available. I have given my son so that you can come to me face to face without any shame and commune with me and fellowship with me. But in reverence and respect, listen, hear, and obey my instruction. So in prayer, it's a good idea to not just go to the Father and start rattling off all of your needs. But to go to him and say, Father God, you are good. I honor you. And I honor you by laying before you open with humility 
and giving you the right and the access. He already has it, but he needs us to choose to allow him in to speak to us. You can say anything you need to say to me. You can correct me any way you want. You can direct me any way you want. You know more than me. His thoughts, his ways, they're higher. They're higher. You can, I think I'm doing this and going this way, but if you want to redirect me, let's do it. Not my will, yours be done. I lay my life down, you speak to me. And the thing about a father, the nourisher, the protector, the upholder, he cannot stop, step away from that meaning at all, which means that every time he leads us to do something, he guides us in something, and it may seem difficult, he is only thinking about upholding and protecting and nourishing because that's his nature. He's the father, and he doesn't step away from that perfect position. He cannot. It's who he is. That right there, and you only know that by getting to know him, is what says that we can trust him. You can't trust somebody fully that you don't know. So if you think sometimes he's a healer and sometimes he's a not a healer, then you don't know him. And then therefore you can't trust him fully because you don't know the truth. He is trustworthy. He is faithful. He's the faithful one. So we're going to pray. You can come. We're going to pray. But when we pray, remember, you're a child of God. And you can go right to the throne. One thing about a child, they can go right to the Father. Right to the Father. Hallelujah, we get to go right to the Father. And he has good for us. So Father, we just thank you. We're gonna pray in the spirit, we're gonna pray. You can turn that music on. We're just gonna pray in the Holy Ghost. We got about 10 minutes, all right? Just pray, but I want you to um, just turn your heart toward the Lord, allow him to minister to you, to speak to you. You know, he even shows us how to pray and what we need to pray. He's so good. He's so good. So Father, we just thank you, thank Lord. You, yes. Thank you, Lord, we come before you with all honor, reverence, Lord. You are God, you are Father. As much as you are Father, Lord, you also hold the name El Shaddai, God Almighty. We honor you in this place, Father, as a body, Lord, we choose to honor you, to reverence you. We lay our agenda aside, we lay our own will aside, and we, Father, we pick up yours. We come in line with yours. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord. We praise you. Come on, just thank him. Praise him. Just honor him with your lips. We praise you, Father. We honor you. 
We reverence you in this place. We glorify you, Lord. We lift you high. We lift you high. We're, we're so thankful. We're so thankful for the blood of Jesus Christ that washes. We're so thankful that we've been seated in Jesus. We're so thankful. We're so thankful. We honor you. We praise you. We glorify you, Lord. Man, if you pray in the Holy Ghost, just start praying in the Holy Spirit. Helamanze Elemanzo brosho bresiti andandere de vesete o bresete la brasiti irianzo brosho bresete la farasa sete elemanzo bresiti atare da basso bresiti atorobosso brete o bresete la brabaya sombrete oh we are not orphans anymore we are not fatherless de vesete elemanzo bresiti atare da basso brosho elemanze telebresiti andro that understanding, that opening of the eyes to see who we are in you, Jesus. That understanding, that light, that illumination, that all, oh, that hope, that inheritance. Oh, yeah, those insecurities, those, those can't live in a place, in that place, in that place, in that relationship, those insecurities, those lies of the enemy. That understanding, oh, that understanding, that understanding of truth, Oh, thank you. Thank you, Father. We're in, we're in the family. We're in the family. Oh, by, by that 
grace, by that grace, by that through that grace, and a man so bracete, and a man so bracey city after robust celebrateishka, and a man so telebracity. Oh, it's sufficient. It's sufficient. Vel a man so telebracity. His grace is sufficient. Brosombre city and anamosombrete. El a man so brace. Ed a vishkidiandar and a man so. Some of you just need to say, Your grace is sufficient, Lord. I'm in the family. Your grace is sufficient. I am a son. I am a daughter. I have been placed in Jesus Christ. There's victory in that position. There is blessing. There's answers in that place. There's answers. The Father always gives wisdom when you ask for it. Just ask Him for it. And then when you ask him for wisdom, make sure that you rest and are in faith when you're waiting for the answer. Oh, because the Father, he, he always has. He always has direction. He always has. He always has the answer. And Amanzo, you have the answer. The Spirit is in you that shows you all things that you need to know. So don't be, stop being afraid. Stop being all wrought up in worry and come and wait and hear and listen and obey and he'll get you through. He'll get you through. I just hear that by the Spirit of God. He's, he'll get you through. And when the enemy comes to you and says it's not working, you remind him of who you are. You're a son and you're a daughter of the Most High God, that you've been given access to the throne room. You've been given that access and that authority by the Lord, by Jesus Christ. The victories that he won, you will. Win, you win. Vela man sobre, and jela brasan sobre city atarabasata. Ela man sobre she city. Did you have something? Yeah. Ela man se Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just sense this. So, thank you, Lord. It's 9:43 right now, um, but uh, it's like uh, the enemy does this. He does kind of a pile-up swirl effect. And uh, what he'll try to do is get you in a, a soulish or emotional spin. He'll try to get you uh, uh, imagining, thinking, your soul wrought up and feeding you thoughts of fear and worry and distress. And, well, you'll think, oh, I got past this thing, but now I got seven things I'm dealing with. You know, there's this, and he'll, he'll bring this sense of hopelessness around. And you, you, uh, if you're not careful, and it, it's 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 fed to you in everything in the world. You can't manage your emotions. Take this pill. You can't handle these things. You shouldn't have to go through these things. You shouldn't have to deal with this in in your church. You shouldn't have to deal with those relational things that are going on. That that's not fair for you that you, you poor little thing, you, 
you miserable little sorry. It is so unfair. You shouldn't have to. Oh, you you went through. You had a, a poor upbringing. Oh, man, that is so not. You have a right. And you've got to fight that off. If it's physical, whatever it is. You have to fight those things off. No, I'm not going that direction. I'm not going to allow that. And I, and I saw that just as she was praying in the spirit, actually before she was saying those things, you know, about you, you have victory, you, you're a conqueror. If you're going to win with the Lord, you've got to fight. Okay, now people say, well, he finished the work. Yeah, but it ain't finished here. You have to fight. Well, I don't feel like fighting. Well, do you always feel like going to work? You're strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Amen. The greater one lives on the inside of you. What well, doesn't look like it's going to come to pass? Listen, things can turn on a dime. Things can turn on a dime. It, takes, it doesn't take the Lord long. What happens is we drag things out by getting out of faith. It's not that God's plan ever ends. His plan stays the same. His promise stays the same. We can drag things out. Don't, don't allow that to come into you. Listen, we're going to see the hand of the Lord and the goodness of God in the land of the living yeah. continually yeah. through our life. But that does not mean we are promised a problem-free life. Marriages take work. Parenting takes work. Come on, church takes work. Relationships take work. And we're in a world where we are in battle. We are in battle. You cannot wake up and not have battle. Stop wishing your problems would go away. They're not going to. Less wishbone, more backbone. Amen? Amen. People say, well, I gave my heart to the Lord. I thought it was going to be, you know, uh, unicorns and, and, you know, cotton candy and, and you know what I mean? No, no, no. You gave your life to the Lord and you were in a battle before, but now you have a victor on your side. Hallelujah. And grace is to overcome. And so believe that. Stand in that. Don't let that go. Don't get weary in well-doing. People say, well, I'm tired. Cut out everything unnecessary. And go through your list, your, your schedules, to see what's unnecessary. Well, I have to do this and this. Do you have to? Cut it out. Spend time with the Lord. Amen. Because it could be, and I keep hearing this by the Holy Ghost. I've heard it all morning, and maybe it'll come up again. Thin roots. I keep hearing this word, thin roots. In other words, maybe you feel so up, upside down at times because your roots are so thin in the spirit that you don't feel. What do thick roots do in storms? They yeah. hold trees. Yeah. Amen. They hold whatever. Thick roots don't move. Thick roots go, oh, you passed by? I'm still here. That's what thick. So Bill... Where do you need to strengthen? Amen? Yeah. Where do you need to be strong? Where, what needs to take place? Amen? Right. Amen. Amen. And in that place of strengthening, don't get distracted by what you see or don't see. 
and what you feel. This is enough, more than enough to stand on. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.